Tonight, an Alaska Airlines pilot is under arrest, charged with trying to bring down a commercial airliner on which he was a passenger. Let's get more now from Tom Costello. Held tonight in an Oregon jail, 44-year-old Alaska Airlines pilot Joseph Emerson, booked on 167 charges, including 83 potential counts of attempted murder. The FBI and local police allege Emerson was off-duty, riding in the cockpit jump seat, flying on Horizon Air from Everett, Washington to San Francisco Sunday night, when he suddenly tried to pull the engine fire suppression controls to shut down the engines at cruising altitude. The pilot and co-pilot stopped and subdued Emerson, removed him from the cockpit, then diverted the plane to Portland. We've got the uh, guy that tried to shut the engines down uh, out of the cockpit. We want law enforcement as soon as we get on the ground and park. With 83 people on board, it's definitely frightening that someone is um, struggling like that up in the cockpit. Law enforcement sources do not believe there is any connection to terrorism or the events in the Middle East. But today, the FAA issued an alert to all airlines for crews to maintain vigilance and situational awareness. Other recent cases of pilots attempting or succeeding in crashing planes include China Eastern last year, German Wings, Egypt Air, and possibly Malaysia Airlines 370 still missing. In 2018, a maintenance worker took an empty Horizon Air jet on a joyride before crashing and killing himself. Now, investigators must determine the motivation behind Emerson's alleged actions. This is not the actions of a rational human, much less a highly trained pilot. Pilots over 40 must undergo physical exams every six months and disclose mental health issues and medications. Full mental health evaluations are not part of that. Emerson's last physical was last month. It can and will happen here if we don't act now, folks. Welcome to Training Tuesday here on the Rob Manis Show at the Red Voice Media Network. And we're live, and we're also live simulcast to our X-Spaces audience. Uh, Kat, uh, how about a quick mic check? Make sure you're still hearing me. Copy, aloud and clear, Colonel. Thank you very much. That's Kat the Hammer and Shell are over there hosting the spaces for us. And uh, we will be coming to you guys for uh, questions and comments at least once a segment if we can. Well. We see them, massive protests in support of Hamas, the Nazis, throughout the United States. These people are calling for the elimination of the Jewish people. You don't believe me? Well, listen to what they say and how they turn violent. The slogan chant, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, is a call for the extermination of the state of Israel and all Jews. These are not normal people. And the leftist Americans they have indoctrinated to support them are not normal either. Think about these people as if they were German citizens in the 1930s and 40s. Those Germans considered themselves normal, but they were convinced to support the Nazis' final solution, not just in word, but in deed. We are witnessing a large number of our own population, especially college-aged people, that turns out to support the beheading of babies, torture of parents in front of their seven-year-old children, and rounding up of civilians to shoot them in the head. That is not hyperbole. Those things just happened. They're facts. And that's not even the worst. Try cutting babies out of a mother and killing it in front of her and then killing her. That happened. We are in grave danger because our open borders under the Biden administration have allowed more than 60,000 illegals from Middle Eastern, Southwest Asian, and South Central American countries that support terrorism, especially jihadi terrorism, 
to enter this country. It will happen here, I promise you that. This pilot attempted the crash of an airliner is not a coincidence, as the law enforcement authority said. The fact that a security warning went out is proof of that, regardless of what the politically captured law enforcement and intel agencies say. Do not believe them in that regard. My guest today is author, college professor, and retired Navy commander, Dr. Randy Arrington. He joins us again. He's a regular contributor to The Rob Mana Show, and we're going to dive into this issue. And I think it's important for folks to understand that Dr. Arrington is also a retired Department of Homeland Security interdiction pilot who flew numerous missions fighting against international drug cartels attempting to smuggle narcotics into the United States. So he's very familiar with the issue of an open southern border. Uh, Doc, welcome back to The Rob Manis Show. I'm sorry you have to be here to talk about this kind of subject on a day like today, because, you know, as, as crew members, aviator crew members, you and I, if we have a pilot sitting in the jump seat in our cockpit that's, that's riding along uh, to get from point A to point B, our instinct is to trust that person. I understand that, and I, I actually worked as an instructor pilot with Southwest Airlines. That was my last job in my career, and I rode in that jump seat uh, many times. But you know, your opening segment there, when they talked about the pregnant mother, I had, hadn't heard that, and that just makes me sick, Colonel. It, it, it's horrendous uh, what has happened, and uh, the Israeli government had over a hundred international uh, members of the press in a room. I think it was yesterday or the day before, and showed them uncut uh, video, everything from body cam video worn by the terrorists uh, to CCTV that proves every bit of this. And the comments coming out of those reporters that saw that, and the pictures I've seen of their faces as they were looking at it, uh, oh. tells the story that uh, what happened on October 7th is, uh, is way beyond the pale and, and only matches up to what we saw in the 1940s and 1945 when it was finally ended with the, you know, when we ended the Nazis' final solution there with the Holocaust. And, and uh, we've really got to be paying attention because, uh, you know, these people are here. And the 60,000 that I mentioned are the ones that were apprehended. It doesn't include the gotaways and it doesn't include the 26,000 known Chinese military age males. What what is the Border Patrol and the DHS interdiction service that you used to fly for? What are they doing? Their their hands are tied behind their back by the current administration, the Biden administration. They're basically not doing anything but babysitting. And people need to understand: Muslims, Nazis, and Marxists have always categorized Jews as vile rodents who bite and severely harm so-called uh, civilized people. So in these three warped ideologies, not only can Jews be exterminated, but they must be exterminated like filthy rats. That's what they teach their uh, adherence to these, these three uh, ideologies. Uh, in fact, as a Muslim, Nazi or Marxist, it is your solemn duty to annihilate Jews. Uh, and for radical Muslims, this bitter hatred, I hate to tell you this, folks, but it extends to all infidels, especially Christians. Yeah, I mean, uh, my opening focuses on what happened in Israel and the Jewish people, but uh, I'm really concerned. I don't know if you saw the video yesterday of a Turning Point USA, a young 
activist for them acting as a reporter at a at a pro uh, Hamas rally. I won't call it pro Palestine, folks, because it's pro Hamas. If you're rallying for Palestine, you're rallying for these Nazis that just committed atrocities that haven't been seen in 75 years since the last Nazis. Okay, it's pro Hamas rallies. Anyway, that uh, he and his uh, assistant were attacked because they were escorting an elderly Jewish couple out of the area uh, at their request. Uh, when they saw them, and they were attacked by this mob waving that flag that supports the beheading of babies. And I'm never gonna not, I'm not gonna stop saying that because it's accurate. And people, if you're in America and you support these animals, you're on the wrong side of the issue. It's not even an issue. You're on the wrong side. Here's an interesting psychological phenomenon, Colonel. The more heinous the human behavior actually is, the easier it is for the rest of us to believe it never happened. Why would somebody cut an unborn baby uh, out of its mother and kill it? Why would somebody cut a head off of a six-month-old baby? So the more heinous that behavior is, the easier it is for the rest of us to say, no, that didn't happen. Well, it did happen. It could happen here, folks. Yeah, and it makes it useful for the propaganda arm of the Nazis uh, that have already already indoctrinated these people in this country and countries around the world to, that will go out and march for them and support this heinous activity, this horrendous activity. Uh, uh, but it also means that their propaganda can reach Western governments and leaders, and we see that by these calls, uh, and they're inappropriate calls for ceasefires and those kinds of thing, and delay after delay, which only gives Israel's armed forces enemies the ability to recover from the strategic air attack that's happening and those kinds of things. So uh, uh, you can expect a lot more bloodshed, unfortunately. I mean, this war is a terrible thing. When Hamas chose to start this war, they should have realized that, and they could end it tomorrow, right now even, if they just unconditionally surrendered and walked out to the Israeli Defense Force. Well, Doc, let's go over to the spaces. I'm sure we've got a question or a comment over there. Kat, uh, I see my buddy Matt Couch is in there. Matt, are you? Uh, do you have a mic yet? He does. Matt, you're on the spot, buddy. Apparently, he's. I not told him I'd call him in if he was here, so uh, he may be uh, <laughs> off headset for a second. But uh, anybody else? Not yet. Oh wait, Elizabeth does have a question. My bad. Here you go. How are we going to decipher who in America? This is where my concern is. Who here in America? How are we going to get these people out of here if the government has gotten them where they're basically hidden? Yeah, I'll, I'll recharacterize your question a little bit, Elizabeth, and say, how do we identify, how do we defend ourselves against an enemy that it's so difficult to identify. That airline pilot is a white male liberal. Uh, I only know he's liberal based on the reporting and everything. Uh, but I mean, he just, he doesn't wear, you know, the Palestinian scarf or any of that kind of stuff, doesn't have a beard and everything. So that's my big question is, how are we going to defend ourselves if we can't even identify the enemy? Doc, go ahead. 
I, I don't know the motivation for this guy on the Horizon Air flight yet. I'm going to wait and, and see what unfolds. But to me, initially, it looked like he was having some sort of a mental breakdown and, uh, you know, was, was doing this stuff because his life was in shambles. This reminded me of two things. One, the, uh, in 1987, they had a guy named David Burke that commandeered a PSA uh, jet out of San Francisco and killed both pilots. He gunned them down, and then he crashed the airplane uh, into the ground, killing all, I think it was like 60 people on board. And the other thing it reminded me of is, you're not going to believe this, Colonel, my squadron mate, a guy named Auburn Calloway, was an able aviator with me in my squadron, and he is the guy that commandeered the FedEx airplane and was going to kill the pilots and the flight engineer and fly that airplane into the Memphis FedEx training center. And of course, he didn't get away with it. He's in prison now for the rest of his life. But that reminded me of that. And uh, so, you know, he, he was mentally ill. And I, I, I'm hoping that this is going to be the case for this guy that uh, took down this Horizon airplane. But we don't know yet. We got to wait a few more days to find out what the motivation is. Yeah, but if we have to wait for the authorities, like we're still waiting on well, the national transgender terrorist uh, guy uh, or gal, I'm sorry, uh, that uh, uh, we may be waiting a long time. And there are no coincidences, Doc. That's just the position that I found that I have to have to take into right. the realistic circumstances that we're in, is that we can't have confidence in anything the government of the United States, even at the local level, puts out when it comes to these kind of things. So. I'm going to I'm going to spring to the conservative side and assume that we have enemies out there willing to take down airplanes again just like what happened with the uh, 9/11 hijackers which weren't mentioned I don't know if you noticed in that recent clip that we showed at the beginning of the hour but other jihadi attempts to, and act, actual uh takedowns of aircraft were mentioned in that clip so there's another four airliners uh that killed thousands of people that weren't mm -hmm. mentioned in we got to take our first break and pay, pay some bills. So I'm Rob Manus, Red Voice Media Network, where we bring you the facts and the truth. And uh, we're going to hit you hard with the facts, whether it pisses you off or not. We'll be right back. <laughs> Biden and his cronies have lost over $3 trillion of America's retirement savings in 2022 alone. With inflation running rampant and the stock market crashing, do you have a plan to protect your wealth? Our friends at American Alternative Assets help you protect your retirement savings by rolling over your IRA or 401k into a gold IRA. Fact is, you can hold physical gold and silver in your retirement account while maintaining its tax-deferred status. Visit protectfrombiden.com today to get your free wealth protection guide. This guide will give you all the answers you need. American Alternative Assets is an A-plus and accredited member of the Better Business Bureau. Protect your savings now before it's too late. Visit protectfrombiden.com. Individual results may vary. There is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results.
Well, listen up, folks. You just heard it in the ad there. Bidenomics is not working. The U.S. dollar is losing value, and your hard-earned savings are at risk. You can act now before it's too late with one straightforward, entirely legal tax loophole. Contact my friends at American Alternative Assets for that free wealth protection guide. Learn how to safeguard your wealth from a failing dollar in volatile markets using gold and silver IRAs. Dial 833, the number 2, USA Gold. That's 833-287-2465 or visit Protect from biden.com welcome back to the rob mana show we're talking about how it's going to happen here and i'm t referring to october 7th of this year that scenario is very well going to happen right here in the united states of america there's a lot more targets that they can pick from and they already have the personnel inside the country thanks to biden's open borders policy well, let's take a look at clip two, Disco, before we bring Dr. Errington back on. This is what Greg, for that. Greg you don't trust Biden's ability to vet refugees. Uh, when was the last time he vetted anything, <laughs> right? Uh, I'm worried about the border. I'm worried about the refugees. But I'm also worried about the people already here. Yep. If you looked at Times Square on Friday, or was it Thursday? I think it was Friday. I mean, there's already an apparatus in the United States that's radicalizing minds, and it's our academia. I mean, they're, 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 the scariest people are radical intellectuals. And as, uh, as for vulnerability, the Dems, they can never look south. You know, remember that climate change movie called Don't Look Up? Mm -hmm. And it was about, like, people would look up at this asteroid or whatever coming for us. They always, the left always accuses you of what they're doing. And in this case, they refuse to look south, which is why Governor Abbott moved south-north, and they were forced to look at it. The refugee issue is this. Innocent people in danger need refuge. But where is the closest refuge? Not here. It's over there. So that's, that's step up. That's, that's your responsibility. We want to help people in danger. However, what if those people have been indoctrinated? What if they already see us as subhuman? We already have that in Times Square. Do we need more? Do we need a backup group? And even if it's a small fraction, you don't need a lot of people who want to kill you to kill you. But, I mean, if you look at this, why export terror when you could just do it yourself? I mean, it's like Hamas unleashes an atrocity that may garner a decisive, if not overwhelming, reaction from Israel, justifying an exodus of people in which militants might be included. I mean, that's almost an ingenious plan. I just came up with it. <laughs> Uh, Gutfeld there, Greg Gutfeld's actually, uh, he's actually wrong. He said militants might be included. What he really should have said is terrorists will be included in that population, just like they were coming out of Afghanistan, just like they are in all of these populations from these countries that are getting through the open border uh, right now, right, Doc? I mean, you did this interdiction work when you were with DHS, and that was a long time ago, but based on what we're seeing today, there's no other answer to that. You know, I, I, I want to ask, uh, what about our wide open southern border and the thousands of Muslim uh, military-aged men who have scattered throughout our country uh, right now? And, you know, we've got this unsecured border, and it's a travesty because Biden and the administration doing nothing about it. Neither is the GOP that all he was talk. This radical Muslim invasion of America has actually been going on for about 40 years. Think of CARE the Council for American-Islamic Relations, think of Muslim Brotherhood, 
Okay, this is actually part of a grander Islamic strategy to infiltrate and destroy nations and turn them into a victory for their caliphate. Uh, just look at France and England right now. Under the side of, diplom of diplomatic diplomacy, our, our politicians, our FBI, and our CIA have failed to root out and obliterate these Muslim terrorist spies. And as far as Marxists are concerned, they've been infiltrating uh, in the United States uh, since the 1940s, starting at Columbia University. Today, Marxists, Colonel, own our college campuses from the professors to the administrators to the students. Every year, new students are being indoctrinated to love Marxism and hate America, especially uh, Jews and Christians. I have witnessed this personally in faculty lounges, at on-campus protest events, uh, and in the classroom. Marxists, I'm gonna repeat this, Marxists, like Muslims and Nazis, truly believe that they are destined to rule the world one day. Now, we in America have a saving grace, Colonel. Our brilliant but flawed founding fathers gave each citizen the means and the power to protect himself, his family, his community, uh, and his country from all enemies, foreign and domestic, uh, who would attempt to steal his freedom and uh, my way of life. Okay, the problem with what's going on at the border with the uh, the Democrats thinking they're going to get more people to be voters for them is called the ironclad law of unintended consequences, and it's put America into a position of having to defend itself against, and they're coming, you said it yourself, uh, the coming numerous internal terrorist attacks that will murder innocent American citizens, people, it's going to happen. Yes, it is gonna happen. Uh, you know, and that same Second Amendment uh, uh, enables these people that are in this country illegally and unknown locations and unknown activities, which means that they are organizing, they are planning, uh, and they are equipping themselves for whatever the operation is, uh, and uh, they are communicating somehow as they do all of those things. And we ought to be able to see that, but we missed the indications and warning on October 7th, just like the Israeli armed forces and intelligence agencies did, and every other Western nation, because we know the Five Eyes system, uh, is talking to each other, and we all uh, that are allies with Israel support them with our intelligence efforts. And it's been a massive failure. And quite honestly, if they're looking for MAGA grandmas and grandpas and people like me that have the audacity to fly a Betsy Ross flag in my in front of my house because Joe Biden's declared it a terrorist symbol, uh, then they're not going to be looking for these folks, and they don't know where they're at, and that's why Chris Ray's covering his butt by putting out a warning all of a sudden, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, and you know, you mentioned I worked for DHS as an interdiction pilot. I was also deputy director uh, in San Diego, and I remember one mission we flew, and so somewhere near the Texas-Louisiana border, and we actually found a Muslim terrorist training camp. It was a clandestine spot. They were training these people to do this. We reported, we took pictures, clear pictures, we took pictures, and our government, they couldn't care less. They don't believe so, it's a threat. It is so a threat. So my question is, what can we as citizens do uh, to uh, get the government to do what it's supposed to do, which is protect us? Well, that's true. The first goal of the government, first thing the government is supposed to do is to protect the American people's individual freedom 
from any kind of a, an invasion from foreign or domestic enemies. So what we can do lawfully is to vote in people who will take care of that and who will take that responsibility seriously. I don't, I've said this before on your show, I don't agree with everything that Donald Trump says or does, but you cannot argue with the results of his public policies. We, when he was president, we were energy independent, we were safe, we were respected on the world stage. Now, with this guy in there right now, he's not really the president, he's just a figurehead. And he's got people behind him that are Marxists that are controlling him as his puppeteers. Uh, our enemies don't fear us, and our allies don't trust us. So we've got to vote people in that we can trust and will do what they say. Too many Republicans nowadays are speaking nice words, but when they get into the power, they don't follow through. Now, all power corrupts. And absolute power corrupts absolutely. So maybe they're being corrupted by the power of being in those big, wonderful halls in Washington, D.C. But we got to put people in there that will do what is required. One day, Colonel, we're going to have to start treating these people who want to brutally murder our citizens and take away our freedom and our way of life. We're going to have to start treating them in a brutal, callous fashion that they deserve. Now, that's not usually an American uh, standard of behavior, but we, we might be forced to do that to save our country and, and ensure that we have uh, a longevity moving forward as a free nation. All I ask is that we take the same approach that we took to the Nazis and Imperial Japan in World War II and, and demand unconditional surrender from these animals. And the, the Israeli government should be doing the same thing against Hamas. They should be the first ones to do it. And if we're attacked, we absolutely should do that and behave accordingly, which is within international law. But war is inhumane, folks. And if you bring war to me and mine here in the United States, we will come back for you. And the other thing that you can do, folks, is arm yourselves. Exercise your Second Amendment rights. I try to say this every time I talk about this issue. Buy guns, buy ammo, train with it, organize your families in your house, and organize your neighbors to make sure you know who can be counted on and, and talk about what each of you will do if your neighborhood is ever uh, comes under attack. And if you don't think it will happen, Look what happened to the neighborhoods in Israel on October 7th. The videos are all out there. You can watch it as if it was in real time, even on terrorist body cams, as to what happened. And they acted just like the Nazi German soldiers did against the Jews in World War II, shooting people in the head right out in the open after they marched them to a ditch. Uh, it's, I cannot believe that I saw this and I'm seeing this in uh, the 21st century world, but it is a fact. Let's go to our Spaces audience doc and uh, see who we've got over there. Has Matt Couch got a microphone yet that can be used? I, I figured it out, Colonel. I figured it out. I'm on my Mac. <laughs> Two Twitter windows open like a big dumb animal. Yeah, man. Well, Matt Couch is uh, uh, the host of Matt After Dark. Is it what, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 10 p.m.? Tuesdays and Thursday nights uh, after 10 p.m. And then uh, you can catch me on uh, the Rants of Izzo show daily at noon Central Time, Monday through Friday, just uh, wrecking feelings and, and, and hurting a lot of uh, hearts and minds out there. Uh, absolutely. That's uh, why I wanted to give you a chance to comment on this or ask uh, Dr. Errington a question, because this can't be about feelings. I don't really give a damn about your feelings, folks. I'm going to tell you the truth. And the truth is, we need to know about this, and we need to be acting. And you need to be acting in your own right, in addition to what the government's doing. Go ahead, Matt. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's, you know, uh, it, I made the mistake of venturing over to Gab a little bit today to the uh, anti-Semitic hellhole that it is, and uh, just just stunned by the, uh, the, the people that are just defending this uh, anti-Semitic behavior all across the country. They're raging. Um, there's a big difference, you know, and of course, if you say, I support the Israeli uh, people because I'm a Christian and it's their God's chosen people, if you believe in the Bible, Colonel, that's what it says. There's no qualms here. If you're a Christian, you you believe that they are God's chosen people. It's not even up for debate. I think it's in Exodus, but I don't have it in front of me. I'm, I'm not a, I always say I'm not a, a preacher, but I'm a believer. But the point is, is that so many people are, are just uh, have this mindset of of exterminating another group of people. Uh, it's disgusting. It, it can't be tolerated. It can't be allowed. Uh, you know, we my grandfather's fought a war. Uh, you know, to to stop this from happening back, you know, in the 1940s. And I, it, I don't know. I, I'm just, I think I'm more appalled and shocked as I look at two different flags on my mantle, you know, of my grandfather's. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 pretty alarming when you think about what they went through and the sacrifice they made, the sacrifice the Jewish people have made. Um, and it's amazing. None of these people were in the streets after 9-11, when the United States and our allies were literally bombing the hell out of multiple countries. Mm-hmm. But but this atrocity is just as bad as 9-11, and now they're protesting all around the world. This is why. This is insane, right? It, it just shows the anti-Semitic nature uh, of the world. I mean, I'll yield back to you, Colonel. Yeah, Matt, you're spot on, you know, and, uh, and, and as Dr. Eric had brought up, folks, we're going to go to a commercial here in a second, but I'll just say this. It's not just against Jewish people. I mean, they, these people are against Christians. They're against libertarians that believe in freedom. They're against gays, transgenders, uh, and uh, they've indoctrinated young people that are in all of those categories to support their atrocities in these pro-Hamas rallies. So we've got to take a commercial break and pay for this, uh, and uh, we'll be right back talking about it's real. The Border Patrol put out an intel warning message, and we're going to show it to you in the next break. We'll be right back. I love when the If you're like me and you want to be prepared for the unexpected that's where the wellness company's emergency medical kit comes over 40 percent of americans say that they would avoid a doctor or a hospital unless it was a catastrophic situation medical emergency kits with ivermectin the kit contains eight potentially life-saving medications for you to keep on hand in the event of natural disasters, supply chain shortages, medical emergencies, or like an apocalyptic situation. These are the actual medications that you would need in the event of certain situations. So they've got emergency antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics.
But the Intel arm of CBP has a new bulletin out, and the headline is pretty alarming. It says in bold letters right at the top, foreign fighters of Israel-Hamas conflict may be encountered at Southwest border. The Daily Caller got a copy of this material. It was distributed three days ago, and it's about Hamas, Hezbollah, or Islamic Jihad fighters exploiting the poorest border to get into the U.S. Part of the concern is that terrorists can see a ton of traffic down there. One, uh, rather, the new number is 2.48 million encounters in a fiscal year, and among them at least 172 people from the terror watch list. That is 172 who actually came face-to-face -face with law enforcement and didn't get away. There you have it, folks. Put up pick one, uh, Disco, and uh, we'll show you that I'm not being hyperbolic. That was Peter Ducey with the report. There's the copy of the order, of the intelligence uh, uh, warning uh, right there from the uh, Department of Homeland Security. So it's real, uh, but this is CYA. You can go ahead and take it down. Uh, we're talking with Dr. Randy Arrington today, who uh, was a deputy director in DHS for the maritime and air interdiction out on the West Coast, and a uh, interdiction pilot in DHS in addition to being a naval aviator retired, a college professor, and a political science PhD. Uh, well, Dr. Arrington, that is the fact right there uh, that, it's, uh, uh, that it's real. I'm not being hyperbolic about this, but unfortunately, these actions are way too late because they're inside the wire, aren't they, Doc? They are, and respond to what Matt said, you know, fear and propaganda are extremely powerful motivators of human behavior. And these ideologies start uh, inculcating these children at age two and three into this hatred of Jews and Christians and everybody, libertarians, everybody that they call infidels, okay? And so they think they have cover, psychological cover, for these atrocities to take place. Either they participate in them or they allow them to take place with, with impunity. They are mind raped to believe it's righteous. But here's my thought. People who think they are righteous but don't realize they are actually evil, those people are extremely dangerous if ever given power and authority over innocent individuals. And you've got, on, on the Gaza Strip right now, you have Hamas, which is just another offshoot of, of ISIS. They get their money from, from Iran. Uh, they are evil people, and they are in charge of two million you know, Muslims. And there are some Christians that live there in the Gaza Strip as well, and they are in charge of those people. But they use fear and propaganda to motivate their behavior to do what they want them to do. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, the Palestinian people that live in Gaza voted for Hamas to take over the government after the Israelis ended their occupation in 2005-2006. So Hamas is not only a militia and a terrorist organization, it's also the government of Gaza based on elections. It's unfortunate. Well, we've got more hands up in the spaces, Doc. Let's go over and uh, engage with the audience. I see silent survivors here. Uh, thank you for coming to the show. And uh, go ahead with your question or comment. Yeah, thanks for having me up. So um, I hope everyone's doing well. I lived inside and outside the Middle East for the past 20 years up to the pandemic, but I still do a lot of work there. So in various capacities, including the government, uh, I saw firsthand the atrocities that ISIS committed and Al-Qaeda, the Shia militias, and all of them. Mm -hmm. And we turned a blind eye to a lot of this. Um, the, the numbers of Yazidis and Christians that were slaughtered, tortured, 
raped, sold as sex slaves is just horrendous. Numbers much more, and not to undermine what happened in Israel by any means, because Hamas is ISIS. The same things happen, but even in higher numbers. And I interviewed many, sorry, I was running up and down the stairs, many of the former ISIS hostages, and uh, they told me that ISIS always said to them, we're coming, we're moving from Damascus across Europe to America. We will conquer. And yep. And I, I mean, I could go on and on about this and what I saw, but folks, um, be prepared because those that were slaughtered shortly before they were slaughtered, the government came in and took away their weapons. What does that tell you? Exactly right. Uh, our point about the Second Amendment, uh, right? Well, thank you so much uh, for that. Uh, I have a question for you, though. Uh, I'm hearing uh, uh, in the rumor bill that there's a major refugee evacuation operation that's spinning up is why the Biden administration is trying to delay the ground uh, operations by the IDF uh, as long as they possibly can. Uh, where would, a, and this would be out of uh, the Gaza Strip, uh, is where the refugees would be coming from, where would something like that have to be uh, based in order to accomplish it, and where would these, it's gonna be by air is what I'm hearing, and where would these aircraft land in order to get at these uh, refugees that are in the Gaza Strip? Any ideas? Well, a lot of the buildup actually is to prepare to um, evacuate Americans that are in the region. There's like 600 some, some thousands, there's a lot of, um, Americans who live in Lebanon, you know, particularly, which mm -hmm. right now, thirty percent Christian. So, so I, I, that it's a lot of that, the preparation for that. But yes, they're also preparing to evacuate um, some of the non-Americans to to other locations. Now, you know, typically we try to get them to stay in local countries so that. If there is an opportunity to go back, they can go back. So, so having worked a lot, I worked at in the government. Um, you know, a lot of negotiations going behind scenes. Hopefully, mm -hmm. I cannot guarantee anything <laughs> of this administration, right? Yeah. But they should be looking to Qatar, um, and maybe even uh, Kurdistan, Lebanon. Yeah, they, they. Boy, the choices are so minimum, but. Typically, that's what they want to do. But other than that, they would bring them into the various bases here, like they did the Afghan. Mm -hmm. um, Tennessee is a big one. So I, who knows what they're doing because they messed up the whole um, Afghan evacuation. So Yeah, I just don't see how uh, American service members operating American airlift aircraft uh, uh, would uh, be able to pull this off with the, with the risk. It's a really high-risk operation if we're flying, say, C-130s in and landing them on dirt uh, out of uh, maybe Egypt or Jordan or something. Uh, when uh, You don't know who the bad guys are in Egypt. One Egyptian police officer killed an Israeli couple uh, uh, not long after October 7th. I think it was the next day uh, that that happened. But... Uh, yeah, it's very concerning uh, that uh, we might even be thinking about uh, putting Americans on the ground anywhere in that area for any reason, whether it's humanitarian or not, when uh, Hamas is holding 
uh, American citizens that are dual citizens from leaving through RAFA, even though it's been approved already and coordinated, they're preventing the five to 600 Americans, uh, at least the last time I saw earlier today, from leaving, Doc. You know, it's, uh, it's one of those things that it's very confusing because why isn't Egypt, Jordan, uh, and Syria uh, going to accept refugees or, or Iraq going to accept refugees? Uh, you know, that's that, they don't want to come here, and we really don't want to bring them here because of the security issue, do we? No, we don't. And you know, as we as oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead, silent survivor. Yeah, so, and it's I, tough because of the cultural and language issues as well. So mm -hmm. it's a it's a burden on them and their families and on in our tax dollars as well. Though you know, we want to be helpful, mm -hmm. but that's point, we do have to look inside. And I also heard that, and I'll, I'll stop here, but even in Baghdad, there was an issue to for Americans to get out, mm -hmm. uh, but not to use the airport. So they don't have a whole lot of options. They can't yeah. exactly drive up to Erbil. And, and warnings by the, the Shia, um, the Iranian-backed militias, um, to the KRG, the Kurdistan regional government and others, uh, through them that Americans need to get out and even the diplomats, except for a few. So yeah. there's a lot of stuff going on. That's very, yeah, uh, there's a lot going on. You're exactly right. Thank you so much for uh, engaging with a silent survivor. Doc, you were going to say? Uh, let me give a couple of definitions for all of us. Uh, war for dummies, okay, all of us dummies. War is an act of force to compel our enemy to do our will. Therefore, war is just a continuation of public policy by the use of other means. Now, as we speak, Colonel, we've talked about this on the show before, as we speak, American armed forces are being uh, strategically positioned to assist Israel if they are openly attacked by uh, countries like Iran, Egypt, Syria, which I don't think will happen uh, in a grand scenario because the cost to those countries engaging both Israel and the United States would be horrendous to those countries. So I'm not sure that will happen. But we are also clandestinely you know, sending our troops and our uh, Air Force and, and Navy uh, close to Taiwan and Ukraine. So these could be the initial deployments and preparations for our engagement in World War III. However, I want to correct the Biden administration and the people that say that the number one threat in this country is white supremacists like you and me. That's what they say we are. That's not true. The number one threat in this country right now, besides the, the possibility of World War III looming on the near horizon, is these Muslim terrorists, these radicals, who and the Marxists, the same the type of people that would be, you know, BLM is a bunch of Marxists. That is the number one national security threat to individual Americans. And you can bet on it that individual Americans are going to be murdered by these groups in the near future. Uh, absolutely right. Uh, I could see neighborhoods being destroyed and uh, decimated uh, it, the way the Hamas did with the neighborhoods in Israel already. Well, we've got... Uh, Let's go back to the Spaces audience. We've got a number of hands up. I think Storm uh, was next. Uh, go ahead, Storm, with your question or comment. Good afternoon, Colonel and everybody. Um, I'm a 25-year retired Air Force combat veteran myself, and um, I was uh, just listening to Elon Musk speak uh, yesterday. He said something uh, that really struck me. Uh, he said that 
we're sleepwalking into World War III. And I believe that America is sleepwalking into becoming another victim of a terrorist attack. And I'm just kind of wondering, you know, at what point does the American consciousness um, recognize these Hamas protests not as an act of a First Amendment rights, but an actual uh, beginning of those terrorist attacks as they become more and more violent. Uh, when, when do we when do we react, or should we not be reactive? Did we not learn our lesson in 9/11? Was that you know not loud and clear that we have to be proactive? How how far does this go? You know, does the neighborhoods do they? get attacked in our own neighborhoods, as you suggest, mm -hmm. and then we react? Or, you know, what, at what point does the American consciousness say, no, this isn't going to happen here? I dedicated my life to defend this country. I want to know how we get there. Well, how we get there is through the Second Amendment. I'll say it again. Buy more guns and ammo, train and organize your neighborhoods, because if you're going to wait on the government, you're seeing the CYA, the cover your butt, uh, activities by putting these bulletins out and warnings by Chris Ray at the FBI. Now, all of a sudden, they're worried about it. And I think Elon Musk is wrong. We're not sleepwalking. We were warning about that over a year ago, sleepwalking into World War III. At this point, it's intentional policy, folks. So get ready. And that way, we will be proactive and head off, headed off. No neighborhood should be open to an attack like that in this country. And you know what? If you live in a place like New York City and you're not allowed to arm yourselves, and you need to kick your politicians out and arm yourselves uh, under the Second Amendment of the Constitution of the United States. So we've got to take another break and pay for this, but we'll be back with Dr. Randy Arrington and our Spaces audience. I really appreciate the engagement and great comments and questions. That's what this show is all about because we bring you the facts and the truth, and we don't sugarcoat it and you don't have to have propaganda shoved into your head. I'll be right back. Attention Americans, breaking news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled, it won't benefit you. Take action now. The Federal Reserve phase deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard. Your hard-earned assets are in jeopardy. But there's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Reach out to American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Visit protectfrombiden.com. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Be smart. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Visit protectfrombiden.com to get your free guide and get started. Again, that's protectfrombiden.com. I have a proposal. 
We have a story from the Post Millennial. And just let me read the title first for my, before my proposal. Four Iranian special interest aliens apprehended by Border Patrol attempting to cross into U.S. in October. Two Lebanese citizens were also arrested in Eagle Pass last week. All right. New rule. If you're going to deploy U.S. military forces into a region in conflict, you must lock down your borders. Oh, that's a good idea. I think it's a great idea. That why wouldn't you do that? That it's, it's <laughs> why, wouldn't you, why wouldn't you secure your borders even outside of war? Well, Welcome back to the Rob Maynard Show here on the Red Voice Media Network Live. That was Tim Pool at Tim Cask, uh, surrounded by men and women in his age group, and you heard the comments there. Uh, they're the ones that are going to die in World War III uh, if we don't get our act together. And they're the ones that are going to have to lead us when all of us old people, when we die defending their neighborhoods uh, from these Islamists that have infiltrated this country. And if we go to World War III, it'll be a combination of them and the military-age communist Chinese males that we've allowed to infiltrate this country. Our guest is Dr. Randy Arrington today. Uh, Doc, uh, uh, you know, the wisdom of the generation that Tim Pool is in is uh, e exceptional when you run into somebody that actually puts some thought about this and can articulate uh, the ideas, you know, and uh, that's why I like to show that. I had Gavin Wax on yesterday talking about more war Monday and the endless war policy, et cetera, uh, and another one that can brilliantly articulate what he's thought about on this. And and they're really right. I, I actually find myself in a almost total agreement with them. War is a terrible thing. We should do everything in our power not to do, have to do it. Uh, that used to be the way uh, America was uh, for a long time. And then we got into this Roman Empire lead with your military force thing after 9-11, it seems. You know, I'm getting a lot of, of uh, emails and texts from my former students asking me what's going on. So to answer the last caller, I think America uh, is slowly starting to wake up and realize the gravity of the threat right now. And I would tell them what the founding fathers would say back in the late 1800s, uh, 1776, keep your powder dry. What does that mean? It means exactly what the colonel's been saying. Buy weapons, buy ammunition go to a, a shooting range, learn how to use that weapon safely and practice with it, and don't be afraid, don't be shy about using it when it's required. You may need to defend yourself, your community, from these onslaughts. And again, people, they are going to happen. Realize that, they're going to happen. It's not if, it's, not if, it's when. And you have to protect yourself, your wife, your children, uh, your next door neighbors. You have to do that, otherwise you'll be dead. And you'll be at the end of that sword in your head. We cut off all these Muslims. That's right. And or I'll add, organize your neighborhoods, folks. This is a time for us to break this habit we have of not talking to our neighbors in this country anymore and return to the way it was in my dad's youngster days and his dad's days. And that is know your neighbors, talk to your neighbors, even if you don't agree with them philosophically, understand them because they're Americans and they have Second Amendment rights too, and you will end up operating as a team if your neighborhood comes under attack, like what we think is going to happen. Actually, I know it. It will happen at some point in this country. And it, it just, the question is, how big will it be and how many will it will there be? Well, we've still got some hands up on the Spaces audiences. Excellent engagement, guys. I appreciate you. Cat, uh, I've lost track of who's next. If you could go ahead and Give them the green sure. light. We'll take a question. 
before yeah, we close Jennifer's out. Jennifer's next. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, can you take a comment? Sorry, I didn't have a question. <laughs> a comment, but please keep it short. Uh, we're in the last segment, which tends to yep. uh, get no uh, get going really fast. No problem, no problem. So um, I just wanted to kind of, as I'm listening, thank you for what you're doing, remind people, like I've been fighting uh, the, the K-12 education for four years now. I was fired for opposing what was going on. And I just want to remind people because someone was talking about how the universities have been captured, but just remember that it has completely infected the K through 12 system systemically. Make sure you talk to your children and prepare them. Be the first, you know, to lay down that foundation. Uh, because if you don't, the education system is weaponizing them by teaching them how to be these social justice warriors. And so um, that, you know, that I will make it quick for you, but that I just wanted to remind people: don't forget um, to talk to your children, even if it's a conversation you feel like. It may not be appropriate for their age. If you don't do it, the, the school system will do it for you. Thank oh, you for letting me speak. Oh, yes. Thank you, Jennifer. Uh, you know what? Uh, and you're exactly right. You know, that's why, it, you know, like Columbus Day is a, is a perfect example. You know what? The Republicans and Democrats in this country uh, have tried to do away with Columbus Day, and, and you hear terms like decolonizers and those kind of things. Talk to your kids about Columbus Day, every Columbus Day, and explain to them why it's important to honor uh, the man and his team that actually got them to where they were at and why we do it, instead of this craziness about genocide, and because no, there's no evidence of that uh, at all. Uh, that Columbus had anything to do with those kind of things. And quite frankly, uh, it's not genocide when one party starts warring and another and, and, the, and the other party responds in self-defense. And that's the true story about what happened on this land here in the United States of America. And if you don't believe me, go back and read the actual primary documents from the 1600s, and you'll see where it is. You can go to Massachusetts and read them uh, if you want to. But Doc, that's what we've got to do is every opportunity, even if your kid is in public school, you got to give them the facts and the truth about this country and why it's important to fight for what's right and to ignore the craziness because the decolonizers, they proved it last week after October 7th. If somebody says we're going to decolonize you, they're not talking about peacefully disagreeing with you on a political objective or a vote or a debate. They're talking about killing you and your family and removing you from the human race. The last caller was very astute. Uh, and what's happened, when you and I were growing up, our parents were involved in our education, whether it was going to the PTA meetings, meeting with the teachers, or helping us with homework uh, at night. I remember my dad specifically helping me with math and, and social studies, all that stuff. Well, that has waned in the last couple, three generations. The parents uh, apparently have to work two jobs so they don't have time to retire, whatever the reason. They're not involved as much as they should be and need to be to get these kids properly educated. I don't want kids to be inappropriately educated by Marxist professors to teach them to, you're, you're an oppressed victim or you're an oppressor, you're a white uh, devil. No, I'm not, I'm, I'm a regular guy in the United States of America. I don't oppress anybody. Leave me alone, teach me the right things, teach me the appropriate education. I always try to do that as a professor. And uh, I still get students to call me and, and they wanna know my, you know, what, they wanna be about, they want me to be their mentor. What do you think, Dr. Ray, what should we do? How should we react? I give them yeah. the best advice I can. I speak the truth, Colonel. 
Absolutely. That's that's what we need to do is speak the truth and encourage them to exercise all of their rights, especially their freedom of speech, thought, assembly, and their Second Amendment rights, because that's what will save what's left of this republic. Well, Doc, you're the author of several books, and I've been wanting to give you a chance to pitch them, uh, and we've got a minute here. So pitch your books. My favorite title of yours is Kerosene Cowboys. But uh, go ahead and then tell people where they can find you before I let you go. Uh, Kerosene Cowboys was a book about naval aviation, my time in naval aviation. So it was uh, faction, not fiction. And it became a movie. I was in the movie. Uh, it was called Red Sky. Uh, my last book was called Politics in America, Lecture Notes of a Lunatic Professor. And I chose that a title because the left, when they hear me talk, I threaten their power base. And they say, he's a right-wing nutjob, he's a lunatic. I went with it. Uh, lecture notes of a lunatic professor. They're the actual lecture notes I use at UCLA and Tulane University and places like that. So you can get it you know, get it on Amazon if you want to. Call me, I'll send you a copy for free, I don't care. And uh, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook in uh, YouTube, all that stuff. I do those doctorate educational videos. They're five, six minutes long, where I teach the truth about certain topics. And the Colonel has all of them, so you can watch those online as well on social media. And like I say, let freedom ring, God help us, and remember to always speak the truth, and then endure the inevitable consequences. Well, thanks, Doc. And uh, until next time, and there will be a next time, uh, we'll see you later. Well, folks, uh, uh, tomorrow is Whistleblower Wednesday. And we've got Brian Costello on to blow the whistle on some more information he's uncovered on Sequoia Capital, a communist Chinese party company originally, and how they have captured or own many of the Republican politicians that have been opposing America First speaker candidates. So it'll be a very interesting show. Please join us for that. Uh, that there will be opportunities like we did today to ask questions. Up next is Sean Parnell, a new host here, uh, Army veteran, author himself of the Outlaw Platoon, has uh, been a congressional candidate. His new show here on Red Voice Media Network is Battleground, coming right up. Tucker's still laughing. <laughs>